Hello, hello, welcome back. Happy Thanksgiving to those Americans who celebrate. Welcome back to By Order of the Peaky Blinders. It's been a little bit. Josh and Daniel here with you. Josh, fill us in. What's been going on uh, in your life and, and how's your TV watching been here throughout the, the late stages of 23? It's been good. Life's good. Just same old, same old. TV watching was a little slow for a little bit, obviously, with the strike, the writer's strike. There was definitely a lull in the good TV, but now we got this epic show, Fargo. Um, so I'm excited about it. I saw Colors of the Flower Moon, which is a good movie. Oh, it was. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, it was good, just long. Didn't need to be three hours and forty minutes. Just absurd. But uh, this is definitely this show is gonna be probably my number one of the year. I'm already I'm already spoiling it. Yeah, you know what? I was I was already after one episode, I put it into like I have like a tentative list because here we are at the end of November. And as if you guys always know, or if you're just tuning in, we do a year end top 10 TV shows of the year. And Josh, our first half of the year had so many bangers. It's so hard to just bump even one of those shows because like Succession, the uh, the um, what was it? Last of Us silo and, and hijack for me i love that and there have been a couple that i have certainly fallen in love with here over the last month or so one piece on netflix is a must recommend for me i'm not an anime person but it's a it's a, it's a, a remake live action of a famous anime just a well-made show and uh and i'm really excited to crack into this i've also been watching a, a show called fairway downs or far away downs which is uh an I, australian I yeah, yeah, yeah you, were, an you were Aust- telling me about it Yep, it's it's a remake of a movie with all of the same actors, which is so unique. So like Nicole Kidman, Hugh Jackman starred in a movie in 08 called Australia. And then Baz Luhrmann, who wrote that movie, who also uh, wrote Great Gatsby and, and, and a couple other films here recently, he decided to remake it in a, in a six-part miniseries, which I really enjoyed. I watched it on a plane, so it was just like a three-hour little binge watch on Hulu. But um, Fargo has been a Hulu watch as well. And and Josh is interesting. I've been texting with a few people about this show, and a couple they they dropped off at season three, which is understandable because that season was a grind to get through. It had like the brothers that were the bad guys, and it was like that slow burn season of the couple. Um, do you remember any of season four? Because I because I I can't quite put my finger on what happened at all last season in Fargo. The last season of Fargo was that the Jesse Plemons season. Or, was it the Chris no. Rock? I think it was Chris yes, Rock. Yes, it was the in Chris Kansas Rock City. one. It was okay, so I loved long it. Ago. I love that. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. But I think this one is just so good. It's it's different. It's very different. It kind of is very season one vibes, season one, season two vibes. Actually, the one where we had a uh, no season one. Had, I like Martin yeah, Freeman and and Billy Bob Thornton. Well, then we also had the one with the with the KC mob, and this gives me the, those vibes. So I mean, it's just so good from start to finish. It does not. It does not miss a beat from the start. Yeah, and and you know you know Mike Milligan, remember that character from season two? That was a one that kind of lingered. It was the what the black um, cowboy cop who had the bolo tie, and I just saw that actor in like a the Bill Burr movie on Netflix, uh, Bokeem Woodbine. It was called Old Dads, and so that kind of uh, that's funny how that brings it in here. But here we sit, season five, Fargo. Let's dive in. We are going to be spoiling episodes one and two here in this episode. 
Right off the bat, Josh, I think if you kind of break it down, I'm happy that they put them together in a release. Now, you and I, full disclosure, we did not know that both episodes were released no. when we watched episode one, or else I think I confidently would have rolled right into episode two. Easily. I was hooked. I was like, why do we have to wait a week? And then the whole time it was there for the taking. And so I watched last night. And then now I'm going to be able to watch episode three tonight and I cannot wait. So let's just get right into it. Yeah, let's do it. Written and directed by Noah Hawley, who is the creator of this Fargo uh, television series, which is based off of the movie that was award nominated and award winning. And so in this season, which like every season of Fargo is almost completely disconnected from any other season, except for one underlying thread which is that it's going to take place somewhere near North Dakota. It's going mm -hmm. to have ties to North Dakota. And it is also going to start with the, the one famous line of Fargo, yep. which is what the movie created in, in, in this, this, this fandom of, you know, it's a true story, except true the parts story, that right. aren't. Right. It, it's great. It, it's awesome. And then we, we open with almost a, a play style first episode for Juno Temple. It's almost like she's the only character on the screen for most of it. Now I know there are other characters, but in terms of her her storyline and her lines, it, you know, you get a couple other characters here, and, and we can kind of carry through this first and second episode together if you want to. More just the first though. I, I really, I I felt one thing, and I felt like I love this main character. I hate the husband. The mom is really intriguing. And that's kind of where I sat with that family and the daughter, uh, a lot of like gender role fluid storylines with politics going on with, with Dot's daughter. Yeah. There's just so much going on. Um, I mean, we find out in episode two, I mean, right off the bat, you know, that Dot has a past, you know, that she's kind of uh, running away from something. Did more you or know less. Though? Cause like I, I couldn't Did. quite tell if she was, if she was someone who was running away or if she had like a life that was dangerous, you know what I mean? And, and I think it was a mixture of both. And we find yeah. that out later on, obviously spoiler alert. If you haven't seen episodes one and two, then uh, please uh, don't watch uh, or, 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 or don't listen. But uh, we find out uh, later on in episode two that she did, she did run away from her past life. She was married to John Hamm's character, the yeah. sheriff of the little town in North Dakota um which is kind of county stark county sheriff yeah which is kind of interesting that he had no accent you know what i mean like the accent faded away i thought it was texas because this I, is the way that it looked and there was no accents i i um, wouldn't be surprised if he is from the midwest and just moved up yeah. there for power because he did you know it is a little bit of john dutton for those yellowstone watchers where he's like an elected official yeah. who yeah. has a lot of power and is almost more important than the actual politicians in that area right and he uh, is the law as he says and his little monologue amazing to agents is just all time like all-time monologues I've, I've ever heard and written but i anyways we start off you know dot is in play by juno temple she's amazing and she does a really good uh uh minnesota accent and it, wait uh, it, it the first episode starts off with a great little reader of what minnesota nice yes, is minnesota which is nice which means and i actually lived in minnesota for a summer and it's a it's a real thing it's basically like people are so aggressively nice in situations where they shouldn't be nice that you and it, it has the opposite effect that they're being actually mean and that's what minnesota nice really is and it's it, it's a true thing 
So we get we get a lot of a lot of the dramatic irony. We get the dark comedy, which is stems from the movie Fargo and every single season of Fargo. It's been that dark comedy. And we have the epic, uh, you know, showdown between, you know, we have these hitmen who are not really trying to kill her because we hear that they're trying to bring her back alive. We don't know for who don't know who's doing it. We don't know for what reasons, but we get this very Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men-esque character. Same haircut, same bowl haircut. Yeah. Large man who speaks some different, speaks, he speaks, he has an accent. He's His name not, is Ole, Ole Munch. Right. He's not American. Um, and he is a big ass motherfucker and he has his little kind of, uh, his, his Robin to his Batman, who's just kind of, kind of a dunce and ruins everything. And he gets pulled over and we have that, uh, he shoots that one cop and we get the other cop, uh, who makes it out alive and goes to the convenience store. And that's the epic scene that lasts for about 30 minutes. Winston, that's Winston from New Girl, which is such a hilarious character out of nowhere for Lamorne Morris to pop up. I think Josh, the the dark comedy works so well in this season because they've actually found comedy actors like Joe Keery from Stranger Things to play the son of the sheriff with the short sleeves. And and just from the, from the beginning, Josh, I knew that they were going to make him a doofus because oh, of his yeah. outfit. Just because he was wearing the short sleeves under the, the cop vest with it like very tight up around you, his bicep. You notice he had the little like stripes in his side cut. He had a little fade with the stripes being a tool. He was hitting his fucking vape. His vape his in the hospital. Vape. Yeah, whatever it was. Um, And there was actually a really, I mean, this is how great this show is. This is a little nugget I picked up. In the scene where Olay actually starts shooting John Hamm's little little men, um, and and I think he stabbed him or he did something. He he he, he shot some- he shot so that his ear. I think he broke his he like broke his wrist and then shot so that he would be kind of deaf. That's what I noticed. You're talking about Joe. The Joe, son. Is that his son? He said dad in the very beginning. The guy from oh, Stranger Things. I didn't, I didn't I'm pretty that. sure he said dad. Well, he had a fat lip in of tobacco. Are you talking about John Hamm? No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about his son, I guess, Joe. The, oh. the, uh, the uh, Steve from Stranger Things. Gator Tillman, he, yeah. He had a fat lip of tobacco in. And when Ole did that thing to him and like whatever, John Hamm's coming around and he just puked. in a little <laughs> subtle little nugget that he swallowed his fat tobacco, lip. And, that's so and I've never, I've, I've done tobacco like once or twice. I played baseball back in the day. It's disgusting. But uh, if you by accidentally swallow any bit of it, you're puking your brains out. So that was just like a, like a funny little nugget that like Fargo does. It's one of those shows where you can watch it multiple times and you can pick up on little things. And that's just how brilliant Noah Hawley is and in, in his writing and, and how the production is. But um, we're kind of jumping around obviously, because there's a lot that happened here, but, we find out, I mean, when Juno's having the conversation with Wayne's mother, her her uh, mother-in-law, who is very fearful that that uh that Dot is trying to go after uh Wayne's money and and the trust. I like her, by yeah. the way. I oh, she's incredible. Yeah. She's an incredible actress. And the her little her little uh I don't even know like what kind of she has this like this this she like sings when she speaks. You know what I mean? It is. It's very spirit. Uh, what's it like? Uh, Shakespearean. It's in, almost in its like a, if she's like a mixture of drunk and being eloquent. You know, she's, drowsy, she's from she's Hunters. You watched Hunters, yes. the, the Nazi yes. killer show. She's Hava. Yes. You know the yeah. I yes. like that. No, she she's just, she played the mom. she's great. And uh, in that scene when uh, Dot just switches gears from the Minnesota accent right to her American accent and says, "Listen, bitch, like I will eat you alive. Don't fuck with me." 
And this woman who we thought was indestructible, this woman who has all this money, this power, apparently we learned she has an Ivy League education. We see Wayne, her son, who's an idiot, has a Harvard uh, coffee mug on his desk. So he's an idiot. She obviously has a lot of ties to the Ivy Leagues and Harvard. Um, we see this woman just shrivel in fear before we didn't see that. And it was an amazing job of acting between Juno Temple and I forgot what her name is. She's incredible, though. I've got it. Jennifer uh, Jason Lay. She was also yeah. one of the main characters from The Hateful Eight. Ah, okay. Which I that like that. She's been in a but, lot of stuff because I watched I watched with my dad and he knows her. So it's probably in a lot of stuff that predated my time. But and on the other side, her son yeah. was in nothing. We didn't, I didn't right. know from anything. She's he's right. got a little bit of that uh the Americans, the guy from the Americans kind of like mm. face that I thought, but obviously younger and very dumb. And right. Right. I, I think he I don't really like I don't really like the actor, to be completely honest. I don't like the way he's been acting. The, yeah, uh, but I think he's just supposed to be like that little dunce. I know, but I just no. think he could it could have been a little bit better. Josh, I want to tell you my favorite line from this second episode was when Ole is talking to John Hamm's character, the deputy or the sheriff, Sheriff Roy Tillman, mm. when he says, "You told me housewife, instead, tiger. One man for housewife, different men for tiger." Would have been. Right. I, I just it froze me right away. It was like an early moment in that second episode, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Because if it was yeah. a little bit too much John Ham, I don't think I would have been as in. But I like to he let other people play the scenes with him. Right. And he just basically was like, why, like, at what, at what point do you stop going for the tiger? Like, why do you need to pursue this woman? Cause obviously this guy who's probably never, ever had resistance and he's huge. He's a hitman. Yeah. Um, and he kidnaps people for a living, gets paid to do that. Give this little itsy bitsy teeny weeny woman dot gave him hell, almost killed him, cut off his ear, um, killed his partner, burned his face, whatever. And, no, John he's dead. Hamm, they killed the yeah, partner. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And then John Ham tells the story that he was married to her nine years ago, and she disappeared. And we don't know why, for what reason. But John Ham is a very uh, his character, um, Roy Tillman, is a very religious man. He is very he's he's a man of God, a man of faith, and he takes wedding vows very seriously. So he just says she has a debt to be paid to me. She swore a vow to me, and um, I don't know where she is. And now, obviously. That first episode when she tases someone at the PTSA, the parent-teacher meeting at the that, school, yeah. it she, ignited gets, it. she gets written up. She now has records in the records book, and John Hamm sees that. His, his ringer goes off, and he now knows exactly where she is. And it's funny because in that first episode, you're like, why is she asking about fingerprints? You know what I mean? And then you realize, oh, she's nervous about this guy who's her ex-husband or still husband. Um, a couple things I loved about the modern touches was the nipple piercings. And like the subtle play on gender roles with different characters, which is just moving on with like comedy in this modern age that maybe people above 50 wouldn't get, but people under 40 are a little bit more in tuned with watching for when they make little jokes or when older people in shows can't quite keep up and, and the mom's like, why are you wearing that suit? Or like, what's a ninja? Why don't you go play with your dolls? And right. I liked how I liked how the assistant or the bodyguard was like young, young Jedi. Young right. Skywalker, let me go show you how to. That was just fun. It made me feel no, happy. just very little subtleties, and it's the little, the little comedic moments, you know, that get thrown in here when, uh, you know, and she, she walks away after getting, uh, after getting completely owned by Dot. Um, yeah, I keep on forgetting what what is the character's name? Juno Temple Dot. No, no, no. What's what's the mother's name? Lorraine. Lorraine. When Lorraine gets owned by Dot, and we see fear, she just snaps right back into her character. She walks away, and she says. Um, you look, you look at corpse 
like get, you know get get some sun or uh add some iron to your diet you look like a corpse yeah and i was and she drops the mic so like we're gonna see this back and forth between these two um i don't think she's gonna go down uh very gently into the night and let dot just walk all over her but um i wonder if dot really is after the money we don't know that we don't know if she's just out, out there trying to run away from her past life or if she is doing both while also trying to get you know some someone to trust but Lorraine basically says, if you just go away, I'll pay you to go away. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be interesting. And then my favorite line of the whole entire two episodes was when John Hamm, uh, Sheriff Roy Tillman, is in his little hot tub, his outdoor hot tub. And the FBI agents, Joaquin. Uh, jo Joaquin. Joaquin or something. Joaquin. Joaquin, Joaquin. Which, is, which is obviously Joaquin. And Miss Joaquin uh, was good right, too. And Miss Joaquin. There he's in his hot tub and they are asking, Can you just you have a towel? Can you get out? And he goes, he goes, Does converse he goes, Does talking while I'm in my moist repose bother you? And that's just like so brilliant. I started cracking the fuck up. It's just so funny. And you know, John Ham gets out, he's butt ass naked. You see, you see some John Ham cheeks, he's he's letting it hang in front we of We know we know that it hangs too. The John yep. Ham legend is very large. Right, right. We we he's letting it hang in front of the FBI agent. Um and the, the, the female flinches, the male doesn't. Uh, obviously, you know, it's just, you can't let it hang, but he just doesn't give a fuck. And he goes on this epic monologue, as we discussed earlier, about how he is the law. He runs this town. He starts spewing all these, like, nonsense laws about how you can't serve beer and pretzels in a pub and how you can't have a, a goat, sand, like, in a sandbox in your house. Like, all these meaningless little ordinances that, 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 that the town has. So as to say, like... He, nothing's going to stop him. He makes the law. He knows all the laws. He, know all the, he knows all the loopholes. And uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, cat and mouse game between the FBI and John Hamm. It's, it's definitely one of those storylines. I, I imagine that these uh, FBI agents are going to get screwed in some, in some way, shape, or form. And I think John Hamm's going to end up victorious. Yeah, and one thing I do like is how we hated um, Ole Munch. And now I kind of like him because he's kind of on our side. And it's weird right. in a show like this, there's no real sides because anyone could watch it and root for John Hamm's character. Anyone could watch it and root for Dot, which I think I I am. You know, like that's how, that's how I've adopted this show where she's the main character and she's the protagonist, even though she's probably doing some bad stuff and she definitely might have been a bad person in her life. But it doesn't matter. Probably I like her right. and I like when she just casually does stuff, casually makes pancakes while bleeding, right. casually well, yeah. I mean, as her daughter... Yeah, nail a bat <laughs> right she's literally in like the middle of like escaping death like you know yeah. death is at her doorstep and she sees the the uh the pancake mix in the store and like has like an aha moment and like freezes and then obviously <laughs> she gets right back into bed after almost fucking dying and has like acts like nothing has happened so she's a sociopath like she has yeah. a level of crazy i was gonna say one one plot hole that, that i had an issue with is like how they let her leave you know what i mean like the cops were there and and winston from new girl was like stay near me so they won't shoot you so there's no world where she could just like leave without her name or her number or like something being written down he and he's asked, just like he asked for her name he said what's your name can you at least tell me your name no but the cops i'm saying the ones that were outside like that's like a whole process of them like hey yeah, you've got to wait no, with us and then definitely. for him to just wake up in a hospital and be like oh the she was a an angel that like disappeared was just a little yeah. bit odd, but I don't no, care. That's fine. I don't, that that's doesn't fair. matter to me. Um, are, any any uh, like predictions moving forward? 
You had one that kind of got snuffed I, after the first. Episode. I had a prediction that that Lorraine was the one who sent Ole to kind of kidnap her or kill her, and I was completely wrong about that. Um, I don't really know. I mean, I I do think that there's gonna. I don't think that we're gonna see uh, Sheriff Roy Tillman and Dot actually meet until maybe the way end of the season. Like they're like they're not gonna capture her. She's gonna be run away for a long time. I don't. That's that's my prediction. Okay, I like it. I think the Minnesota police deputy is going to turn on her role and. Oh yes. Her too. She's, yeah. Yeah. She's good. She, she's good. She's good. She's good. I like her a lot. Her name is Rachel Morjani. She's a Bollywood actress. And I think she's going to turn on her role and realize that the government is bad because obviously the kid already deleted the photo off her phone. I think mm. as things go on, we're going to see her become like a vigilante. That's my, yeah, that's my prediction. I think she's going to like join dot. And they're going to work together. Oh, that that would be interesting. But and that, like that, going back to her, her husband is the is the is the, is the um love love interest from season one of White Lotus. Of, of White the, Lotus. Gay, the gay love yes. interest, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he yes. And he is an aspiring <laughs> golfer, and he uh you know they spent all their money on the golf simulator because it's Minnesota, and he needs it for the winter months. And he and says, he wants to "Fun." Hun, I got second in Hilton Head. And then he proceeds to have the worst golf swing in the history of life. And I'm happy they did it. Because sometimes you hate when the when people do bad sports stuff. Because they're like, like, come on. Like, why can't Tom Cruise throw point. a baseball? I, I like that he was, yeah. I, I agree. I like that he just gave a very average swing, like a 20 handicap would. It was like, um, it, it's like that scene from Blue Mountain State where the quarterback, like, doesn't know how to throw the ball. And it's like, he plays right. quarterback like, for come college. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, like, come on. Um, Aside from that. Really excited moving forward. I have a feeling, and I haven't looked ahead, and I don't want to. I have a feeling that we are going to have a few more bombshell actor or actresses. I'm just excited for it. I just haven't, yeah. you know, it's it's Fargo. So you just like never know who's going to come out of the woodwork. I'm kind of watching like Invincible right now. And every once in a while, you just get like a huge name come in. It's a, it's a, a Hulu or a Amazon Prime cartoon show about superheroes. And you just get these like awesome names. Meanwhile, other stuff that you're watching, Josh. Um, the only thing I'm really on right now is is The Crown, which has its final season, and I'm really enjoying it. But aside from that, it's a little bit quiet. I, until, I haven't uh, watched The Crown. I, I heard it's slow, and I'm a little yeah, it's, about slow. That. it's slow. It's slow, but I I like it because it's good acting yeah. and it's good no, writing. for sure, for sure. And I actually just started for All Mankind. I'm two episodes in. It seems okay. like it's gonna be a really really slow watch. It's a little slow until it gets crazy. Like. Okay early season three so okay. you gotta like you gotta grin and bear it season two is great season one is just good yeah but season three it gets fucking bananas like i don't want to spoil anything so i'm not gonna say it you just have right. to stick through that um meanwhile reacher comes back december 15th love that show on amazon prime um okay. it's, got, it's got our uh big guy big blonde guy from uh from stuff blue mountain state fad Ah, yes. Two two Blue Mountain State mentions. References in like two minutes. Um, I want to start Murder at the End of the World. I haven't started that. It's on uh, Hulu. That's that's one that's on the list as well. And uh, it's quiet. We're in the quiet uh, We're in the quiet days. I just finished uh, watching uh, yeah. Welcome to Wrexham and The Morning Show. Okay. And, uh, and and Gen V, oh, which is the well, spinoff of I'm The watching, Boys. Yeah, I'm watching Lessons in Chemistry. I heard it was good. It's good. It's based off a book. Um, it's very sad. So yeah, like, I don't, I don't it's pretty sad. So far, I think it might pick up and stop being sad. But and then uh, murder, murder at the end of the earth on uh, Hulu. I watched the first episode. Is that what I just mentioned? Yeah. Did you? 
I want to oh, watch yeah. it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think it's Murder at the End of the good. World. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. It's good. It's good. Okay. I watched one episode, so yeah. I'll watch it. And then uh, I just want to keep recommending on Paramount Plus, one of my favorite shows of the year is called Special Ops Lioness. It's a Taylor Sheridan special. It's just really well made. It's just one of those like special ops kind of shows. It takes place over like a couple continents of like CIA stuff. And and it's got Nicole Kidman and, and uh, our girl from... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Avatar that I can't remember her name now, but uh, really enjoyable. And, uh, and and we'll see. I might have to dip into some movies now that we're in like the quiet times for TV shows. I want to see the new Napoleon that just came out. Oh, yeah. I heard it got bad reviews. No, I don't care. I want to see it. I heard Saltburn was good. I got people. People like Saltburn. My girlfriend okay. wants to see that. So but I do oh. want to see Napoleon. I mean, people I want to see Napoleon. Can, yeah, people can F off. I want to see the Hunger Games prequel. I don't care. I like yeah. Hunger Games. I, I don't know. I like it. I like Hunger Games. And then also uh, what just uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. I want to see. Yeah, just wait till it comes out and stream. I will. So you can, I will. I, I think I'm going to watch it over like four oh, days. No, no, I think it's on. Actually. It's not on Apple TV. Uh, I think I think soon or or not yet soon I think it will be so. soon. Also, the Flash. I never watched that. I'm gonna mm, catch that. Okay. I'm gonna catch that soon. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back with you actually pretty soon because we're gonna watch the episode here tonight here at the end of November, yes. and we'll probably record because this is a show that we're very into, and we want to try to keep up as as soon as we can with these episodes. That way, if you guys have thoughts or predictions, you can email us at bootpeakyblinders at gmail.com. Wrapping things up, he's Josh. I'm Daniel, and we've been. See you next time.